All right, we're starting a new series today. It's called In the Light. In the Light. So if you've got your Bible, let's go to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Uh, and we're going to be reading from verse 1. It says, listen to this. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. If you're sitting next to somebody right now and say, say to them right now, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It has risen upon you. That's each and every one of us. It's written, it goes on, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. It will rise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles, listen to this, the Gentiles or other versions say, The nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. The nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Right now, we're going to take a little bit of an informal poll. Uh, how many people here would consider themselves to be morning people? Morning people, lift up your hand. We've got a few morning people in the room. They're the ones who are bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. You know, they wake up, they're ready to take on the day. It's like, once I'm up, I'm up. I'm not going back to sleep. Anybody like that? Uh, yeah, I know many people at home. Now, these people get a lot of hate because they can often smile without a coffee. Uh, some people need coffee to wake up, but, uh, you know, a lot of people just get up, I'm ready at it. These are Another group of people who are a little bit slower to get up. Uh, they're a little bit slower to start the day. Uh, they say, I'm up when I'm up. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I'm up. I'll get up eventually. How many know those days pass once you have children? <laughs> children changes that. But, but here in this verse, in Isaiah chapter 60, uh, Isaiah is giving the people I've got a little bit of a wake-up call, and it's filled with hope and optimism, arise, shine. Now, now this group of people were in a place where they could have gone, oh, I'll just pull the covers back over my head and go back to sleep. But he's saying, no, I want you to arise, shine, for your light has come. I, I don't know where you are right now. I don't know whether you're watching this in your bed and your pajamas. I don't know how you've started the year. Maybe you started the year with great hope and optimism, you know, believing for change, restoration. Maybe you're saying, man, this is going to be our years. Come on, the warriors. This is going to be our year. This is going to be our year. But maybe you've retreated, you know, after all these lockdowns, you know, level two, level three, level two, back and in and out. It's like you've gone back to bed and you put the covers over your head and go, man, I don't know if anything's going to change. You know, what Isaiah's doing in this passage, metaphorically, is he's coming into a room that's been blackened out. You know, those blackout curtains. He's, he's come into a room like that where it's all blacked out and he's pulled the curtains and the sun is shining through the window and he's saying, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Wake up. It's a new day. Get ready for it. Don't crawl back under those covers. Don't hit the snooze button. Arise. This news is worth getting up for. Now, now no matter what type of person you are, whether you're a morning person, a night person, or, you know, whether you're just asleep the, the whole time. You know, it doesn't matter what type of person you are. I want to say there's exciting news ahead of you. Yeah. Amen. Exciting. And, and, and when you've got exciting news, it doesn't matter what type of uh, person you are. You get up anyway. It's like somebody on their wedding day doesn't struggle to get up. 
Well, if they do, you have a problem right there. Uh, yeah, and, and here, but, uh, Isaiah's saying, I've got some good news. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Has come. Uh, get this. We're not waiting for the light. He's saying it has come. Now, what seems to matter in this passage of Scripture is our response to the light. In fact, I challenge you to say right now, response is the need of the moment. Are we going to sit and reflect? Or are we going to arise and shine? Uh, arise, shine, for your light has come. And it goes on, and I want to uh, tune into verse 3 of this because it says, listen to this, nations shall come to your light and kings shall come to the rising of your brightness. It's like God saying here, uh, my purpose is to position you with light. Where, where people are going to gather together, where, where kings are going to come to the brightness of you're rising. Now, we all know that we're called as believers to go and tell. The Great Commission is to go into all the world and, and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, you know, go and tell. And I'm a great believer in sending missionaries. I'm a great believer in planting churches. I'm a great believer in going into new spaces. But there's an aspect of the kingdom that's often missed. Many people get caught up with the go and tell but they don't realize that part of the kingdom is also come and see. Come and check this out. Notice this. uh, Kings will come to to the brightness of your rising. Uh, In other words, you're going to have such a light that it's going to draw people in. It's going to get people's attention. It's going to captivate them, and they're going to want to come and check out what's happening. I pray Equippers Church is a place, it's a group of people where people go, oh man, something's going on in that place. Something's happening there. What's up with those guys? There's something different about them and they'll want to come and check it out. By the way, next Sunday, you do need to come check it out because if we're at level one, we have Dream Sunday. And Dream Sunday is going to be huge. Uh, There's going to be a whole lot of things, so look out for our services and check out the details. But but God wants us to be a light just like He's a light. In fact, Jesus said this. In John chapter 8, verse 12, He says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of light. Mm. Now, Now, get this. This is obvious, but the nature of light makes it possible for us to see. You know, the nature of light is to reveal uh, I got up early this morning, got up in the dark, and I tripped over something because it was dark. You know, a lot of us right now, we're tripping up over things in life simply because we can't see. Wow. And God wants to shine His light into our situation and into our circumstance. But, but what you've got to understand is darkness is the absence of light. It's dark where there's no light. It doesn't, it's not rocket science. It's pretty simple. Uh, but Jesus, you've got to get this. Jesus doesn't just have light. It's not like Jesus has a torch with some batteries and spotlight. You know, No, he is light. He doesn't just have a light. And darkness is where he isn't. Darkness is where he isn't. So my question is, where are you positioned? Uh, don't you hate it when somebody 
comes into your room and you're asleep, it's the dark of the night and they turn on the lights. It's like, oh man, I can't see right now. It's, you, your eyes struggle to adjust to the light. And it's just like when you go into a dark room, when you first go into a dark room, if you've been in the light, it's like, it's really dark. It's really dark. You can't make out anything. But over time, what happens is your eyes adjust and you can now make out different things in the room because your eyes have adjusted to the darkness. I wonder how many people's eyes have adjusted to the darkness of the world. We think we're in the light, but we're actually in darkness. And God wants to shine His light so that we can see things that we couldn't see before. Maybe in places we're struggling and we think, oh, well, it's just normal for us to struggle. But we've just accepted some things that God doesn't want us to accept. And I believe in this series, God's going to shine His light on different aspects of our life to reveal things so that we can walk in His promise and we can walk in the fullness of what He's called us to. Come on, don't be kept in the dark. People who don't know Jesus, what are they? They are kept in the dark. Yeah, and Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. But, but get this, He doesn't just stop there. Many people go, oh, that's cool. Jesus is the light of the world. But He wants us to know. He wants each and every one of us to know that we are light. In fact, He goes on and says in Matthew chapter 5, listen to this, verse 14, He says, you are the light of the world. You are, if you know Jesus, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Uh, What's Jesus saying? He's saying, I'm in you. Let me out. Uh, Arise and shine. You are the light of the world. In fact, uh, uh, the message puts it this way. It says, keep open house. Be generous with your lives. And by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Now, one thing we can be confident of is that people are drawn to light. In fact, light shows. Get big gatherings of people. New Year's Eve. You know, fireworks, what's that? That's a light show. In Hong Kong, I was in Hong Kong and they had a laser light show and it goes every day and every day people stop to watch this laser light show that goes among all the high rises of Hong Kong. People are drawn to light. Concerts, you go to a concert, it's not just about the sound, it's about the the light show as well. You know, I know at church we have lights, we have lights in this room right now, but this isn't about the lights, it's, it's not about the, the lumens, it's about what is within us, yeah. the light that is within us. And as a church, we've got to have a light of a different kind that, that draws people, that says, come and see. Yeah. Now, I'm praying when we get back together, there'll be more people than when we went into lockdown. Come yeah. yeah. on, come, 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 the light of Jesus is shining through people's life so who know Him. Yeah. And if we're to do that, there's two things that we really need to understand, two things that we need to go after if we're to arise and shine, because this helps us shine the love of God. The first thing is we need to go after fellowship. Uh, We live in a world where loneliness is one of the greatest diseases. In fact, it's uh, more of a pandemic than COVID-19. There's a, a, a loneliness epidemic going on. 
And, and fellowship, people are looking for that. There's a hunger for it. You know, people are wanting authentic, not perfect, because none of us are perfect, authentic relationships. And there's something about authentic relationship that, that people go, man, I want that. I, I desire that. But what you've got to understand when it comes to fellowship, fellowship requires light. You can't have fellowship while things remain hidden. Uh, fellowship requires a level of disclosure, a level of honesty. Mm. And for that disclosure to happen, there has to be trust. Mm. See, you can't have authentic, meaningful relationships without, out light, without a vulnerability. And, mm. and, and 1 John, it gives us understanding to this. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message which we have heard from Him, from Jesus, and we declare it to you that God is light. Again, He is light. Yeah. And in Him is no darkness yeah. at all. And He goes on. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. Come on. And we do not practice the truth. Wow. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. I, I want to suggest to you today that there's actually a difference between relationship and fellowship. Wow. Relationship and fellowship. See, relationship is based on one's relation to one another. But fellowship is based on our proximity to one another. Wow. See, a son is related to the father by birth, by blood and by family history. However, a son may not have fellowship with his father due to being far away. Likewise, it's like you and I as Christians, we can be out of fellowship with God while still being in relationship to Him through salvation. So you've got to understand the, uh, the difference. God is love. He is love. And we're adopted into the family of God because of His love. He died for you and I while we were still in our sin. That's an act of love. God is love. But God isn't just love. He is also light. And, and you need light to have fellowship with God and one another. God is light. God is not, it's not like He just has a light. Or God gives forth light, but God is light. And to have fellowship with God, as John's putting it here, you've got to actually walk in the light. You've got to open up your life. You've got to make yourself vulnerable. The good news is if you get around God, God is loving and He's full of grace. That, that He'll work on the hidden parts of our life. Come on, right now, what have you buried? What are the areas in your life that you hope nobody ever finds out about? Wow. The enemy has power over us while things remain hidden. And Jesus wants us to walk in freedom. That's why He says, come into the light. Because in the light, you're going to find my love. You're going to find my grace. And guess what? God's going to remove shame. See, the enemy right now has two tactics. Two tactics when it comes to sin. When it comes to keeping people in bondage. Two, two tactics that stop you and I entering into the freedom that God has for us. When it comes to our mistakes, when it comes to our sin, what does the enemy want us to do? He wants us to hide it. Wow. Hide it. He wants us to 
sweep it under the carpet. He wants us to lock it away. Because when it's locked away, what's there? What's present? There's shame. There's guilt. And there's condemnation. Come on, I want to say there's good news for a believer today. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the enemy will lie to us. He'll go, well, if, if they knew what you did back then, if they knew who you really are. See, when you bring it into the light, everybody can see it. And they go, well, I see it. I accept you. But the lie of the enemy is, if they knew, they wouldn't accept you. You wouldn't be loved. And so the enemy wants us to hide our issues, hide our sin. Or the second tactic of the enemy is, is the exact opposite. He wants us, he wants to expose it so that we can justify it and normalize it. It's amazing to, uh, today how many people just, well, that's normal. That's, everybody does it. In fact, I saw a post on social media yesterday. A group of grown men, adults, were going to watch anime. And they say, we're doing it because we want to normalize it. But sadly, the enemy today, he takes our sin and he just, oh, well, we're just going to normalize it. So the enemy works in two ways. We either hide it or he exposes it to normalize it. But ultimately, he wants us bound by it. Here's the deal. Just because something's popular doesn't mean it's right. And many people think, oh, everybody's doing it. It must be right. No, we need the light of heaven to come in. And light equals revelation. And it gives us the ability to see. See, growing up, I was told that if you read things when it's dark, you're going to actually do damage to your eyes. The problem with a lot of us today is we're reading in the dark. And that's why we're not getting an accurate read on situations and circumstances. You know, you ever watch a a legal drama, often a legal drama, they'll use these words. It's come to light. It's come to light. Uh, There's new new aspects that we haven't seen. It's come to light. The light shone on. There's new evidence out there. I really believe God wants to shine the light on issues and we go, ah. And we look at it and we go, oh, maybe I misinterpreted that over there. See, when we have light, we don't just see our future. We can actually reinterpret our past. Some of us thought what happened back there was meant it was all over. But I want to say God's light is going to shine on that today. And He's saying to you, arise, shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, see what fellowship with God does is it puts things in the right light. Come on, are you seeing it in the right light? In the right light, your situation may not be as bad as you think it is. In the right light. Worrying about tomorrow is a waste of time. In the the right light, chasing material wealth and possessions is stupid. But how many in our darkness were going after meaningless things? God wants to shine the light of eternity into our hearts so we see what really matters. See, in the light of eternity, our insecurity is not a valid excuse for sitting back. He's saying to some people, I want you to arise and shine. And the light of God being with us and God being for us is like living small is not an option. But when it comes to living big, living big is not necessary about the size of your task. 
In fact, Caroline Meese said this, your task doesn't matter, your light does. Your task doesn't matter, your light does. It doesn't matter what you do, whether it's menial or small, the task. What matters is your intention and your motivation behind it. It's like what Mother Teresa said. She says, we're, we're not all called to do great things, but to do small things with great love. Come on, when you do small things with great love, light shines from us. It has to do with what's in us. It has to do with our identity in Christ. You want your light to shine bright? Don't jump up on a stage. That's what many people do. But how about going out and forgiving somebody who doesn't deserve your forgiveness? How about showing somebody the same love and grace you have received from God? How about passing that on? You are the light of the world. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you are the light of the world. But for that to happen, you need to protect the proximity you have with God. Because it's your proximity that brings fellowship. But if we'd have light, well, we also need fuel for that light. And so fuel for a light in a biblical context is oil. Now, we all know that lights can be switched on and turned off. You know, lights can grow dim. They can lose their brightness and their color. One thing lights need is they need power. And power costs. That's why your parents went around after you in your home switching off lights. Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights because they know how much that power actually costs. You know, in a world right now, we can't afford to have the lights go out. Again, darkness is the absence of light. We need to be a light. We need the church to arise and shine. For those who are a little bit older, come on, we need to make sure that the lights are left on for the next generation. Come on, when we leave, we're not turning off the lights. But lights need power and they need fuel. And I was caught by this verse found in Exodus chapter 27. I'm doing the one-year Bible and uh, through Exodus. And Exodus 27 verse 20, and it says, listen to this. And it says, and you should command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. Get this, three things, pure oil, pressed olives, and it's for the light so that the light can burn continually. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a here today, gone tomorrow Christian. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and if we don't have this light that's within us burn and burn continually, what, what we need is pure oil, not cheap oil. I, I used to work at a service station, and there were three different grades of oil. If you had an old beat-up car, you, you wouldn't put good oil in that beat-up old car. Because it would just burn that oil. And in fact, you know, wherever that car went, normally you could see it was burning oil by the blue smoke that was coming out of the exhaust. Uh, but, but when it comes to a better car, you've got to put in good oil, pure oil. Because pure oil burns cleaner. And the lamp of our lives needs pure oil. Come on, the light is only as good as the fuel that creates that light. And the question we're going to ask ourselves is, what are we fueling our life with? Yeah. See, impure oil creates smoke. Some of us are blowing a lot of smoke right now. And it's because we haven't put in good oil or God oil. 
plant. Where does the good oil come from? It shows us in this verse, it comes from pressed olives. And, and to get the good oil, the olives have to be pressed for the good oil, for the oil to be extracted. They have to be separated from the skin. Again, this is not cheap oil. It's, it's good oil. And if you know your Bible, you understand that oil represents the, the anointing and it represents the presence of God. If you and I are to be light, the light of God in our world, we need to not just do things in our own strength. We need to go after God's anointing, God's presence. In fact, Gethsemane, the Garden of Gethsemane, actually that word Gethsemane means olive press. Where did Jesus face the most pressure? It was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had a decision to make in that moment. Will I go forth and do what I've been assigned to do? Or will I just do my own thing? In fact, he said, well, God, it's not my will, but your will be done. There was a lot of pressure. There was so much pressure that he was sweating blood. That's a whole lot of pressure. But, But from that moment, the olive was pressed and out came the oil. Now, now as a human race, a lot of people get into fads, you know, what's the latest fad, what's the latest trend, or people go through phases, and, and a lot of people ask the question, oh, well, they're just going through a phase, it's not really going to last, you know, is it really going to last, you know, this Bible college thing you're going to do, is this just a fad or a phase you're going through, or is this legit, is this, you know, the direction of your whole life, or is this just going to last for a short, a short part of your life, you know, the question is, you know, will the lights go out? You know, after all, you know, it, it could be just a season. You know, that statement, will the lights go out, you know, gets me thinking of a song, you know, till the lights go out. 660, many of you know 660. In fact, they've run many concerts right throughout New Zealand. And, uh, you know, they're big, they're drawing a whole lot of people. I don't know what light they're shining, but they're definitely drawing a whole lot of people. And, uh, you know, it makes me think, uh, actually, Tony's here. Tony, uh, many people know Tony O'Rourke. Let's zoom in on Tony over here. Tony, Tony's a legend. Um, in fact, he was famous this week because he did a, a song about sick of lockdown, sick of lockdown, and uh, that went a little bit viral. But uh, I'm sure you'll know that song, Till the Lights Go Out by 660. Yeah, yeah. So can you pick up a guitar that's next to you? This is uh, uh, not pre-planned. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit is. But uh, it's 660. And um, the, the Greatest, there's that song, The Greatest, and, and it has the line, Till the Lights Go Out. So how many want to hear Tony sing a little bit of their song right now? So uh, wherever you're tuning in from, um, how about start off uh, singing the first verse? Can you do that? Okay, let's do it. I know the taste of my tears as they roll down my face. Reminds me of all of the years and the dreams that I'm chasing. Fueling the fire for my fears I can face. Cause mama never told me nothing but being complacent. Wow, 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 that's good. How many wish they sung like Tony? In my head when I sing, I sound like Tony, but what actually comes out sounds nothing like that. But just stop, that first verse, what's it saying there? What's it saying? Um, I think he's talking about just uh, pursuing something, pursuing a dream, uh, not becoming complacent. Um, the first line talks about, you know, being able to taste the tears. And so that kind of tells me that there's some hard kind of blood, sweat and tears going into it, but not giving up. 
Not giving up. Sing the pre-chorus, the pre-chorus. So you can lock me down, but I won't stay on the ground. Just stop. Uh, yeah, some of us right now are on the ground. We've been knocked down. You know, the start of the year has been hard. But God's saying, God, arise, shine, yeah, right. for your light has come. How many want to hear a little bit more? At least sing the chorus. Come on, everybody can join in so with this one. you can knock me down, but I won't stay on the ground. Sing it out. Can't stop believing I'm the greatest. Hearts breaking till I know I made it. I'll Come on, everyone, everywhere. know what second place is. No pain, no doubt. Till the lights go out. I can't stop believing I'm the greatest. Hearts breaking till I know I made it. I'll never know what second place is. No pain, no doubt. Till the lights go out question is, are you just living in a season and once that season's ended, are the lights going to go out? See, many bands come and go, they have their moment and then the lights go out. But God wants our light just not to shine in a season. He wants our light to shine continually. And I love how Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen to this. He says, for it is God who's commanded this light to shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So our light comes through the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. People are drawn to, I, I believe they're drawn to lights that don't go out. Yeah, you know, 660 gone through their thing. They've had hard times, but they kept on keeping on. And as a, as a result, now they're seeing some of their dream come to pass. See, but the problem in many places is we go through hard times and then we let that light go out. If the light goes out, you're going to miss what's right in front of you. You're going to miss the thing that's in front of you and could it be the thing right in front of you is what you actually need right now. Paul says the light is shining in your heart so that we can see His face. Some people right now don't know what God's thinking. But if you let the light of God shine into your heart, you'll see God's face and you'll see the face of Jesus and you'll see that Jesus is actually smiling at you. I like 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I love this verse. It reminds me of a quote by Elizabeth Kluber, Rod. She said, people are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out. But when darkness sets in, their true beauty is only revealed if there is a light within. Come on, right now, you may be going through a hard time. It may be dark on the outside, but you have a light within. And from that place, you can show the true beauty, the true colours of God. What happens when it gets dark? What happens when you have stuff that you don't understand going on in your life? That's your opportunity to shine. What happens when you're pressed? Is then and their oil is extracted. Notice we are pressed. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it goes on. Paul says, I'm pressed, but I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted, but not abandoned. 
See, what comes out through hard times is oil. And I want to challenge us in the season. Don't just carry enough oil for what you're going through now. Carry extra. Come on, don't be like the foolish bridesmaids who didn't come with enough oil and ended up missing their moment. What you've got to understand is pressure produces light. And when the pressure's on, if the heat hits your life and you don't produce light, what's happened is you've run out of oil somewhere along the, uh, the way. And our prayer right now needs to be like the old song. Give me oil in my lamp. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Come on, it may be hard right now, but if you allow God to work in your life, through the pressing will come oil, the strength that's needed to fulfill God's purpose. Now, give me oil. I need oil right now. At Equipage Church, you know, we don't want to just have a lot of activity without light. See, without God's anointing, there's no light. There's just darkness. I want to say, if you're a teacher, don't just be a teacher this year. Be an anointed teacher. Be a teacher who has oil. Come on, if you run a business and you have God living on the inside of you, don't just run a business. Be an anointed business person. Come on, if you're a parent, don't just have kids and just do what everybody else is doing. Come on, be an anointed parent who calls out the gift, the grace, the call of God in those young people's lives. Come on, if you play sport, don't just be another player. There's plenty of those around. Don't just write music if you're creative. Come on, be anointed in every endeavour. Come on, if you're an e-group leader, wherever you are right now, don't just run a course or a curriculum. Be anointed because it's the anointing that shines the light of God. It's the anointing that changes people's situation. It's the anointing that brings freedom to people's lives. And what you and I are called to be, we're called to be a city on a hill. A city on a hill is not something that comes to you. You don't see a city uprooted and moved and and comes to you. No, a city on a hill is something that people are drawn to. And this aspect of the church is is often missed because people are saying, well, we need to go. And yes, we do need to go. But there's an aspect of the kingdom which is come and see. For us to be a city on a hill, it's not going to just take one person's life, a light. It's going to take us all together, arising and shining. Nations and kings will come to the rising of your brightness. Right now, we've got this LED screen behind. It's got a cool picture on the back. But do you know this LED screen, I'm told, is operating at 20% of its brightness. It can get brighter. I want to say your life can get brighter. And it's going to come from what you fellowship with and what fuel you're putting into your life. Come on, let's go after God in the season. Let's arise and shine. I believe this is a season of favor. This is a season of breakthrough. This is a season of answered prayer. Come, on, God's got good news. Get up, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Wherever you are right now, would you just join with me and stand to your feet? How about standing to your feet? Because maybe, you know, in the midst of lockdowns and that, your heart's become a little bit despondent. So I'll just pull the covers back over. Maybe I'll have to wait another year. Come on, I say, don't wait for a vaccine. You can arise, shine now, what you're going through. And maybe God's using it to extract oil. 
so that you can shine brightly, so you can make a difference in the lives of other people. How about everybody? Stand to your feet. There's you included. Let's stand to, stand to our feet and let's pray. Because I'm believing as Equippers Church, we're going to be like that city on a hill. That our light is going to shine into dark areas. There's a lot of people have lost hope and they are needing you and I to arise and shine. We thank you, Jesus. We have light because of you. We thank you we can see because of you. You are the light of the world. And Lord, you live in our hearts and because of that, we can be light to the people around. I pray this week as we go into our week, we wouldn't just do things, Lord, we normally do. We'd do it with your light and we'll do it with the fuel of heaven. Lord, I pray for your anointing to come upon your people that we might shine in every situation. Lord, that anything we face, we'd realize, Lord, that we can overcome. That anything that comes against us, Lord, we declare, Lord, today we have victory in. And today, Lord, I pray where there's, Lord, a despondency, where there's a a little bit of a heaviness. Lord, I pray you'd remove that heaviness. And I pray your people would arise and shine, realizing that our light has come. And your glory has risen upon us. Lord, I pray in this next season that we'd experience unprecedented favor. Lord, doors would be open because kings and nations would come to the brightness of our rising. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hey, just quickly, for those who are out there who don't know Jesus, friend, you can know the light of heaven. Darkness is the absence of light. Many people think they can see, but they're actually blind. They're blind by their own sin. They're blind by guilt and shame. Here's good news today. is Jesus came to shine His light in our hearts so that we'd recognize we need a Savior. And Jesus came. He died on the cross. He paid the price of our sin that we might know God. Not just know about God. Many people know about God, but they don't know God. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to have fellowship with Him on a daily basis. Friend, you can know His presence in your life 24-7. If you just open up your heart to Him, you recognize what He did on the cross, paying the price of our sin and our shame. And He did it so that we might have a new life. He brought about a new day. Today, you can know all things be made new if you just determine to put your trust and your faith in Him. Friend, if you don't know Jesus, or maybe you have at some point, you've known Him, but you've walked away and you need to come back to Him today. How about just praying this prayer along with me? Say, Dear Jesus, today I open my heart. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge what you did on the cross, paying the price of my freedom so that I might know you. Today I'm forgiven. Today I'm free because of you. I receive you into my life right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen.